I'm Infant Massage Instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged 4 weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage, so let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. I'm often asked by mums what they can do when their baby is experiencing sleep issues. This is such a controversial topic with lots of differing opinions and I wanted to speak with someone who is an expert. I'm excited in this week's episode, let's get real about newborn sleep, to be interviewing Catherine Thompson who is a baby sleep consultant who provides practical sleep support and guidance to families with babies from newborn up to two years. This episode offers you practical tools and ideas and we talk about topics including listening and watching your baby's cues and most important, cuddling. Hi Catherine and it's a pleasure to have you here on First Time Mums and I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while and as discussed we're going to have a chat about first four months so I will pass it on to you to introduce yourself and to take it from there. Lovely, Helen. Thanks so much. And thanks for having me on here. I'm really excited about the opportunity to talk about sleep as it's very widely, I guess, talked about for for expectant parents and new parents, new mums. So yeah, what I'd love, so I'm, I'm a baby sleep consultant, just to give you a bit of a background. I used to be a children's nurse and then I've worked in early education for about 15 years now with under twos. I'm a mum myself. I've got two lovely little girls. And so I I guess I can empathize firsthand on how sleep really does just, I get become so, so apparent when you become a parent. And through this, I guess I've I've really taken more of an interest into sleep and and understanding the mm-hmm. the physiology behind it and I guess the capabilities of these little babies when it comes to sleep so that's why I guess I wanted to sort of look at the first few months with you today and and yeah since I since I've had the girls and and after all that experience I then established my own baby sleep consultancy business which is called Completely Baby. And how old just how old are your own kids? So they are three and seven. Oh so that's you've gone as you say you've gone through it all so you have an idea of how first time mums are feeling. Yeah. And, you know, I think everyone's different. Obviously, um, every baby is very unique. So that's um, definitely something that I really appreciate having seen two, two children from the same parents and how different they are. Just like adults, different adults, you know, can function off different amounts of sleep and lack of sleep affects people in different ways. But, but definitely sleep is becoming 
you know, more and more apparent as being, a, you know, a, a primary sort of health, just like nutrition and physical health, you know, sleep is so important. Sleep is so important for us. How would you um, give some feedback to a mom who's desperate because her, well, a four-month baby isn't sleeping? I mean, I, from my own experience, I know that a four-month-old baby doesn't necessarily sleep through the night, but what would you, what would your recommendation as a sleep consultant be to a, a mom of four months who is trying desperately to get sleep herself and finding it really hard? What tips would you, would you give a first-time mom of that age group? Sure. So, you know, I think when we look at four months, there, there's often quite a lot of stuff said about what's called the four-month sleep regression. And what I try and I guess return that as being a progression. So it being a natural sort of stage of of time for your baby. And we call these these little leaps mental, you know, these little periods mental leaps. So often they're, you know, really natural developmental sort of stages, but they can unfortunately definitely offset sleep a little bit. So I guess at that four month stage, which is quite a common leap, every baby definitely experiences these leaps differently. So it's not necessary that your baby is going to go through a full regression at that stage. But for a four month old baby, if if you're a, a mum that's that's really struggling, I would definitely just maybe take a little step back if you can and think about how your baby's settling for sleep what we what I'd like to talk about a little bit a bit later is is sort of settling and when when I look at sleep I don't really look at any sort of real settling strategies until around this sort of three month mark so until babies are a bit more um, emotionally ready and physically ready to to be able to handle that so for a four month old baby what I'd love to explore a bit is is look at I guess how much day sleep they're getting so look at how they're settling for those naps so when we look at sleep we look at sleep in a 24-hour period so day and night really go into one so I'd look at how they're settling for those day naps and and really try and work with the family on encouraging those naps and that day sleep and providing I guess a lot of comfort to that baby especially if they're going through a bit of a a a regression or a a mental leap often you know they may be a little bit more they they may want you a lot more comfort at these times so so yeah providing them with with that comfort that they need and I guess um, using little tools such as doing a you know maybe looking at some patting or shushing responding responding to your baby when when they're you know giving you those those signs that they need some support and definitely then I guess looking at you know what options have you got so have you got a partner that can help maybe take the baby off in the pram for a little nap whilst you get some rest so self-care and looking after yourself during during that period is also really important yeah but you mentioned um sleep regression but from my understanding i didn't think that babies at four months would normally as you mentioned would normally naturally sleep through the night because they're only little i mean you can't expect a four-month-old baby as you say to sleep through the night so I That's guess right. as you say, you just give them give them the comfort that they need and the support that they need. I mean, 
Am I right in saying that first time mums of four months baby shouldn't expect the baby to sleep through the night? Is that is that an accurate? Yeah, that's right, Helen. I would say that it's very normal and very common actually for babies to need feeding up until they're at least sort of one one year of age, really, mm. which can come as quite you know, I guess quite a, um, what would be the word? It's, you know, I guess going into parenthood, being aware of what's to come and I guess having a normalizing what, what, what this looks like can, can hopefully be of some comfort to some people, because I think a lot of parents question, oh, well, my baby should be doing this and and why aren't they doing this? But it is really normal. and, And, and what I, work a lot with my families on is normalizing what the first few months and and year looks like for for a baby and I guess obviously there's different variations there but definitely in terms of sleeping you know babies just don't sleep like adults you know and their circadian rhythm so that body clock doesn't really kick in until around the four to five month mark so understanding I guess a little bit about what's going on for them in their bodies you know the need to feed to grow to develop is there and their sleep cycles are also very different to adults so you know they they will naturally wake potentially when they're little through those sleep cycles and they may need some some responding and some reassurance to get back into sleep yeah I know I tend to rather agree with that because you can't force a baby to sleep you just have to accept that up until as you say, six months, like they do need that time to sort of understand how it all works. And as a new parent, you are going to have a sleep sleepless nights. So you just have to, it's part of the parcel, I guess, of being a, um, a parent. It is. And, you know, I think that with that, there comes, I guess, a, a, what does that look like? So looking at like, like we said, like a bit of a, I guess, a realistic time frame, And, and with that, you know, there, there definitely always is, you know, someone, to to reach out to that there are support networks and there is support out there to support you with your baby's sleep so your your midwives your maternal child and family health nurses hopefully that you know you may have access to all these people can hopefully give you some support with sleep and baby sleep and then and then it's looking to then friends and family Mm -hmm. you know that hopefully can maybe step in during that initial period and take some relief off you you know so going into having baby you know with with that knowledge and and knowing that you you know you may have a few you know rough nights to come but but I guess taking a bit of pressure off uh, maybe other things in the house so you know help help with food help with the housework stuff like that no but no I I actually rather agree with you on that one because I think yeah a lot of mums don't realise that. And um, yeah, and what I mean, dummies, I'm just, uh, this has just come up in my head just now. I was just thinking, uh, I personally don't agree with dummies. I personally don't think you should give a baby a dummy. That's just my own personal choice. And I, and I know that uh, some parents do, because it, I think it's something to do with the sucking, sucking reflex or something. It's, it's gives them comfort, but from my experience as a childcare worker, and I also do baby massage, which I was going to ask you about and sleep in a minute. But with dummies, do you feel that dummies are a good thing to give to a baby to help them to sleep at that young age? Or is that something that was better when they're older? It's just come into my head just now. So I thought I'd ask. Yeah, so that's definitely one that I get asked a lot too. And 
you know, dummies, I think what one of the first things I would say about dummies is if you're if you've chosen to breastfeed, then I would wait till breastfeeding is fully established. So you can really engaging that support with your breastfeeding clinic and your your lactation consultants in hospital before you head home Mm -hmm. um, to really set you up for success for that. Now, if we introduce dummies before breastfeeding is established, then that can that can, you know, relate to a bit of confusion for the baby and may you know interfere with feeding and stuff so so I guess firstly that would be my my first air on that side of caution with a dummy um, and get your feeding set up then when it comes to dummies what I would say is they can be for babies that that definitely sucking to soothe is a very normal instinct yes so for those old yeah so for those older babies slightly older babies that maybe you're struggling to to get off the breast and you've tried other you know various other ways of settling or trying to calm your baby such as shushing using a bit of white noise dimming the lights giving them a bit of a rock lots of cuddles all of that stuff if that's not working then I think dummies can be of help for for calming the baby and then I guess what we would want to do try and try and do is then once the baby's calm see if we can take the dummy away again but definitely what we just have to be careful is that we don't with really little babies we we want to feed and sleep on demand so definitely for those first sort of four months feed and sleep should be on demand so we don't want to I guess you know I guess you can ignore a cry that may be a hunger cry for example so yeah definitely offering offering your baby a feed and if your baby's had a feed then then um, a dummy can be a useful let's say tool um, to bring out for, for calming or during those moments where you've tried sort of every other thing that you can think of and if they and I guess as the bottle said it's the same theory because some some mums don't breastfeed I mean some bottle feed I mean I guess that's the same the same technique for a bottle fed baby as it is to a breastfed baby yeah so watching for those cues and I guess if your baby isn't hungry and again you you've tried other settling strategies and some babies actually don't want to take a dummy so a lot of families will have tried um, offering dummies and sometimes it's it's actually finding the right the right one for their baby but some babies will just will just push them away so there's we we sort of have to respect that but you know when when we talk about sleep and and when we get a little bit later at around that four month mark when sleep associations can start coming into play so when we look at sleep associations we look at independent and dependent ones Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. dependent ones would be something like the dummy let's say if the dummy if the baby's learning to fall asleep with the dummy in their mouth and what we would try and do then is maybe suggest that you remove that dummy before the baby falls into a deep sleep so that we're encouraging them to develop those skills of falling asleep by themselves mm-hmm. yeah yeah is there anything else would be better so I think yeah I think um definitely being aware of safe sleeping so you know oh, getting your um, yeah. 
acid so red nose so look looking at what in your own country what um, safe sleeping practices are and in Australia we, we go by red nose so there are six steps to safely sleeping your baby so be really being aware of those practices going into having your baby and in the first you know in in that first year looking at your little newborn and knowing that days are going to be different is 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 quite an adjustment for a lot of a lot of parents and and mums and and definitely was for me so and and I think we've got to be kind to ourselves so you know I'm a big believer in looking after yourself to be able to look after your your little ones so knowing that if we can be a little bit flexible with with things because babies aren't wired to go by the clock they they're just gonna they're gonna do their own thing and there aren't going to be patterns at this stage so if we can go into it with a little bit of a flexible approach then I feel that 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 just um, takes away a lot of the stress that we we're going to put on ourselves otherwise and and on on our baby so yeah does that answer that question no yeah it does I was just thought I'd uh, yeah because I know about SIDS because I I've also done tummy um, tummy time I do a lot of I've done a course on tummy time and and baby massage so I'm fully aware of what SIDS is at SIDS and you've got to be very careful on that because you we can't get a baby to sleep on their back I mean sorry you're not supposed to get a baby to sleep on the tummy. They've got to sleep on their backs and all that kind of thing. And as you say, in each country, it's different. So you need to check on what, what the country says. But basically, I'd say you just have a sleep, um, let a baby sleep on their back and check yeah. on them every so often to make sure they're okay. And yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So the six the six ones are obviously placing your, your baby on your back, back for their sleep keeping baby's face and head uncovered, making sure your um, baby has a smoke-free environment before and after birth, and making sure that they're sleeping in a safe space so that the mattress and the cot and everything, bedding is all sort of uh, meeting the safety standards. And then they say, you know, to sleep your baby, if you can, in your room for the first six to 12 months. And they should have a pillow either, should they? no no pillows so no bedding inside yeah and then breastfeeding if you can so those are the six sleep suggestions from from red nose yeah that's Uh, good so yeah so it's good to it's good to make yourself aware of those and then do you know what I think it's such a such an overwhelming period of time for for new mums filled with many amazing moments but also a huge transition and I think just knowing that you know you you've got to look out for yourself and and get some time in to to meet your needs as well and like I said whether that be go for a walk at this stage really babies you know I think there's a lot of pressure to say, you know, well, really encourage baby to sleep in the cot, you know, as much as you can do. But but if you can't get your baby to sleep in their bassinet or their cot for that sleep, there's no harm in trying and offering a sleep in the pram or cuddling them to sleep at this, you know, during the first few months. I think it's much better that they have their rest and that's the sleep that they need rather than battling for a nap that that they're just you know that they're not capable of achieving maybe in the cot for that time yeah because babies like skin to skin time I mean because they're so used to being inside the womb 
when they come out they like to have that skin to skin time with their mom or their dad you know it's it's that it's that bonding I think and I think that's what you also got to do is is to to try and bond with your baby at that young age because if you bond with them then you're going to be able to help them to sleep better because you're teaching them you know how to bond and be comfortable and relax so I don't know if you agree with that one but I that's from the baby massage side you know yeah spending time with your baby baby at that young age no spend like yeah baby massage is a lovely way of connecting um and I think if if you're able to and you've you've got the ability to spend that that time and dedicate that time to to really I guess fostering that relationship with with your new baby and you know a lot of my my philosophy and my beliefs come from something called the Educaring Approach, which stems from Magda Gerber. And she definitely believes and promotes um, the art of slowing down mm-hmm. and respecting your the infant, allowing time for them to explore and, and play uninterruptedly. And, and all of this stuff, you know, builds relationships, strengthens relationships. Um, and, and by slowing down, I really, truly believe that we, that's how we learn. And that's how we sensitively get to observe what our babies are telling us. And, and that's when we look at, start to look at um, reading their tired signs yes. and understanding baby cues. And, and all of this stuff is going to really help going into when they get a little bit older. So knowing, you know, in the first few weeks, you know, months of, of, of your baby being born, um, spending the time to look for, for those signs uh, is, is going to help you with settling and, and, um, and sleep massively. Yes, you're on the same wavelengths as me. I think you've just got to let them let them ex- explore, as you say, and giving them lots of tummy time and exploring and sleep and and skin to skin time is what. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I think that's true. So yeah, yeah and lots lots of cuddles, really normal. Again, the fourth trimester is something we talk about. So those first few months outside of the womb so if we if we think back to when your baby's in in utero they're used to being you know I guess rocked to sleep because of you walking around they're used to hearing the sounds of the placenta which is why we use we we suggest using a lot of white noise at this stage with settling because that can often help um, support that sound shushing patting all of those sort of things to help them find sleep we can't expect babies to at this stage to to be able to naturally find sleep easily it's a learned skill so it's a it's a skill that takes I guess developmental readiness to to achieve and every baby's different every baby's I mean some babies might sleep but through the night at six months some might be seven some might be eight and some might not be for a year I mean it Absolutely. And temperament plays a huge part in it. So, you know, you may find that your baby needs along the way a bit more, let's say we call it wind down time. So preparing, you know, getting in that sort of state for sleep. So um, it's it's then, you know, it's with time. And, 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 and I always say one of my biggest things is day by day. So so being being trying to be patient taking each day as it comes because at this stage it really can be very varied and and yeah learning about your baby's temperament and I guess 
whether your baby needs a little bit more time to 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 calm and relax prior to going to sleep um some babies will just uh find that very easy but uh, but some others may may find it more challenging so it's yeah it's it's learning for us all in those in in that time and learning for, and learning for the mum as you said you as you yeah. said, with clothes off as you said you know you've got to take care of yourself so if you if you can't take care of yourself you're not going to be able to take care of a little one and I think that's so important to be able to do that and when we, and you know on around when your baby's sort of at around that 12 week mark when they're beginning to I guess mature a little bit more and be a bit more emotionally ready to take on a, a bit of let's say gentle settling cues and responses then 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 at another stage we could probably talk about gentle response based sort of um, techniques to encourage your baby to to settle yeah it's it's a unique period of time isn't it and it, it is a bit of a whirlwind but yeah reach out to those support networks and know that there is help out there and um, don't be afraid to yeah speak up and yeah all of that stuff if anybody wants to get in touch with you and find out more information is there any sort of website or anything that you've got that um, they can do that with yeah helen that so if you just want to um, jump on to um, www.completelybaby.com that's my website and all the information's on there but you can give me a call uh, for a free chat and you can book that in or just pick up the phone so yeah I'm here to uh, hopefully try and make things a little bit easier for you I think it's it's always nice to share information as as you know it's it's always case by case when you get families I'm a big believer in in you know supporting the community and stuff and and trying to trying to make this parenting journey a little bit easier yes okay well thank you very very much Catherine it's been a pleasure to have you on this podcast I've really really enjoyed talking to you thanks Um, Helen thanks very much I believe that if you put into practice at least one or two suggestions that Catherine shared you will see an improvement in your baby's sleep pattern my invitation to you is to actually apply what you learned from this episode and please Do let me know how you get on. Subscribe to the First Time Mums Chat Podcast via my website at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast and I'll let you know each week via email when each new episode is ready. Thank you for listening.